to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Awesome, amigos. It is Thursday, February 3rd. We welcome you to the show. As always, you can be a part of it by giving us a buzz, 800-998-1003, or you can tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. A couple of questions of the day from Jordan, the intern, who is going to have a fun drive to school. There is a big line coming in, lots of rain today. It's already kind of started, and then tomorrow, like the highs in the 30s. So uh, be prepped for that. Should be a fun weekend, though, as uh, the rain goes away tomorrow afternoon, and then we're... You know, just going to be cold. Anyway, got lots to get into. Tomorrow's show will be fun here as well. This will really start to kind of put a bow on the Senior Bowl and kind of really where are the Saints in their head coaching search. Late last night, word is that the Vikings could have be could basically essentially settled in as um, for the Rams' offensive coordinator being their head coach, which would leave the Texans, the Dolphins, and the Saints as open vacancies. Uh, the word this morning is that the Texans have put out the word that Brian Flores is a finalist there on get up and first take this morning. Saw that the Saints and Texans could still be in play for Brian Flores. So let's see what happens. I'm going to call Sean Fazan from Fox 8. He's going to join us next segment. He's been in Mobile all week. Kind of took a look-see at the top quarterbacks as well that have been there. His thoughts on that and his thoughts on the coaching surge. In case you missed it yesterday, Mickey Loomis spoke in the second hour. We had some of that sound in the third hour. We can go over that again if you like today to kind of get your, your thoughts and feelings on it. We kind of touched on the fact that it's, I don't know, it's a bit strange, it's a bit weird perhaps that he still won't talk about Sean. Other than it's strange to not have him around. Still, still last week he said, give me a couple of days. I'll talk to what it meant to have him at the senior bowl. And he still hasn't done that. So, We'll discuss that if it, if it's anything to it. Um, could it just simply be, hey, I mean, maybe he was surprised by this. Maybe he wasn't completely happy by it. Understands, but um, this is where they are. And one of the things I kind of want to focus on today is, as Mickey said yesterday, and again, maybe we'll reset the topic by playing a lot of what Mickey said yesterday in specifics to the coaching search and quarterback. So two very big components to your team to say the least so we have that coming on brian who's probably a mile high out west wants to chime in we'll talk to him in hour number two john Hendricks is going to join us at 2 30 in hour number three rest of the way i kind of want it open to you guys we'll touch on the nba pels practice today game tomorrow against the nuggets will today be the day that we get some news i we've had jake madison on will guillory i think christian clark earlier in the week we and everyone, Ali Cosell, and everyone's kind of hinted that we should be getting some Zion news soon. No one's told us a date. Um, we talked about it earlier in the week. I've asked everybody that's called in. Percentage-wise, what is a percentage that you think we actually see Zion Williamson this month? I put it on the sticky note. I said 100%. I think we see him. No, I'm not going fine print semantics thing where if we see him at practice his ramping up stage that's seeing him but that would be seeing him which would be different as opposed to right now no one's seeing him so um i'm i'm legitimately talking about on a basketball court i have looked at and again i have absolutely nothing to base this on other than just assumption common sense looking at a calendar and going off of what the team has told me, which I know how dangerous that can be at times, right? Um, but four to six weeks was the first announcement that he was going to be resting the foot soreness and stuff. In the middle of that, it was Portland, Oregon will be, will be doing the rehab. We discussed that. Well, that six-week mark passed. Passed. I want to say last week. 
And that Thursday, I think it was the 27th. So I said, you know what? Let me give you the benefit of the doubt. Today's Thursday, by the way. That would be seven. Next Thursday is the 10th. That would be eight weeks. The 17th, the week after that, that would be nine weeks. The 24th would be 10 weeks. The NBA All-Star Game is the 20th Sunday. The first game that the Pelicans have after the All-Star break isn't all the way until Friday, the 25th. So it'd be 10 weeks since we were told he has to rest, clean up the soreness, whatever. And to me, if by the 25th, we don't see in some way, shape, or form, I not only need some answers, and I mean, I, well, what's the issue, right? Um, so that's why I'm just looking at the 25th. I'm like, well, why can't he be up there? Even if it's the old minute restrictions. I, I just, you know, I when I've spoken to people that cover the team, they say, well, it needs time to get back in shape. Well, I, you shouldn't be completely that out of shape. I mean, you can still ride a bike. You can still do some things. I don't know what exactly has been the rehab in Portland. There's some questions. There, there's some, what exactly has he been doing? Um, And why would it take him that long? Again, I'm giving him an extra four weeks, right? Four to six weeks, and I just told you that the Thursday before that Friday game would be 10 weeks. I'm giving him an extra month. Can he not ramp up in a month? I mean, I get he may not be Duke Zion, but can he not run up and down the court for a few? Throw up a brick or two, maybe a free throw? I just, I, that, that's why I, that, that's my thinking as to why I keep saying the 25th. Again, I don't know anything because no one's saying anything. So I'm just looking at it from a calendar standpoint. I thought it was interesting that everybody that we had on this week kept saying, we'll see them. Maybe it's the first or second week of March. So whatever. I, I'm going the 25th and that game is at Phoenix. It's a two game road trip at Phoenix at the Lakers on Sunday, which right now is scheduled on ESPN. And as you know, plenty of those games have been tossed. Um, and got rid of that was already scheduled. Now, if he's playing against the Lakers, that Sunday game stays on ESPN. It's a 9 o'clock tip. Then they come home and face Sacramento on Wednesday, March 2nd. Maybe that's the game. Maybe that's the game. But again, I found it interesting that many people that we talked to this week said, eh, I'm, I'm hearing we might get some news. Maybe good. Maybe not so good. Maybe we're told. Shutting it down. That's fine. Either way, I'm just wondering again, Today is a day of practice before the game tomorrow. Availability. Just wondering if we get an update or not. Maybe not. So I, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there as maybe something that we may discuss between 12 and 3. Or we may not discuss anything uh, that comes to that. But we can talk a little bit about that because, again, we are getting closer now. Seven days away from the NBA trade deadline. And as we have discussed with the people that cover the Pelicans, C.J. McCollum seems to be a big name. Uh, I've had several discussions, not only on our show, but as a guest on another show, the Eric Gordon thing, um, things of that nature. It does sort of seem, though, right, like if you're the Pels, getting a point guard, getting consistent shooting, veteran leadership, or just can somebody knock down a three would be something that you can go that you can still plan for when Zion eventually does come. It's something I discussed this morning on another show. And we've discussed here as well that, you know, even let's say the news is shutting them down. Are you still offering the rookie contract? It could be pause, well-founded pause, but I think you offer it as soon as you can, and I'm even doing it publicly. Like here, here, here's the Pelicans Twitter account. We have offered Zion Williamson the rookie extension. I, I mean, just. Because then I know where he's at. I know where his mind is. I know where his plans are. I know where his focus is. And then I know what I can do moving forward. Um, I still think you can, at the NBA trade deadline, do short-term and long-term. Does that make sense? Like you still, you know, whether it's De'Aaron Fox, whether it's C.J. McCollum, whether it's guys like that that you can actually plan for moving forward with or without Zion, you can still do that. The question is, obviously, as you've seen in these reports, are you willing to... 
part with Jackson Hayes, who had his career high this week with 19 points. And we know how I feel about that. Again, I, is he an NBA starter? Like, what is the most am I going to get from him? Is he three years removed, two years removed? Is the trend that I'm seeing right now what I'm going to get? He's still a liability on defense, but can that get better? Um, I had somebody tell me, look, David West, when he first got here, was it what David West was when he left here? Took him a bit. Okay, fair enough. But that's, that's a gamble, right? You, if you're trading for a guy like McCollum, De'Aaron, or whatever, you have to give up something. I, I Look, believe me, I know. Part of the package is Sadoransky and everybody else, a bag of beignets. I, I get it. But the team that is trading also would like to have some young talent and, and things that they can build around as well, which is why you've seen Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Jackson Hayes reportedly the team is more open to hearing if they're part of a trade, what exactly you're proposing, right? So that's something just to kind of keep an eye on, just kind of setting that up. Seven days away from the trade deadline. We'll keep in mind, again, Pels will be practicing here soon. I don't know if there's going to be any news. We'll, I'll pass it on. As I mentioned, Sean Fazan's going to chat with us tomorrow, and it looks like there's, you know, the, the jobs, you got the Jags, you got the Texans, you got the Dolphins, you got the Saints. Um, Peterson, Doug Peterson, looks to be a finalist in Jacksonville. He's a guy we've discussed a lot this week, as perhaps would he be a nice fit in New Orleans. As I mentioned, reports this morning, Brian Flores looks like the Texans are, you know, he's a finalist there. Should he take that job? Would he get that job? I know there's a lot of Saints fans here that wouldn't mind Brian Flores being the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. So we can discuss that on the table there as well. But as I mentioned yesterday with Mickey Loomis speaking about the quarterback situation, again, dependent on your head coach. I mean, that, that makes sense, right? That makes sense. Obviously, who's your head coach? What's that philosophy? Is it defensive-minded? Well, then, are we hiring the offense coordinator and seeing what you can do there. We're hiring an offensive coordinator depending on your quarterback. You know, Mickey Lewis kind of he didn't tell us, obviously, it's Mickey, but I guess an outline, a ballpark of how he views the quarterback process moving forward. Well, I, I think, look, all the roster decisions, we, we've, we've talked about, uh, we've evaluated our team. We kind of have an, a pretty good idea of, of what we have. Um, but we need the coaching staff in place and a head coach in place in order to to uh, finish that process. And so I'd rather not answer any questions relative to the roster until after um, we get a head coach in place. All right, so that makes sense, right? Obviously, what's your philosophy? Is it an offensive guy? Is it a defensive guy? When you look at the candidates that are going to be interviewed or the plan is Nick Underhill an hour ago, New Orleans.Football tweeted, so the Saints' plans are to hire, I mean, sorry, to interview Dennis Allen, Darren Rizzi, the special teams coordinator, and at least one more candidate. They've already spoken with Aaron Glenn, Doug Peterson, and Brian Flores. That seems to be your list here. I don't know who the other candidate is. I haven't seen any reports from anyone else, from Garofalo, some, you know, from Ian Rappaport or Schefter. Haven't seen that. So I mean, I'm, I'm kind of interested in who that other candidate would be. Toss that out there to me, Saints fans. Who is it that you haven't seen be interviewed elsewhere that you would interview? Is the obvious Eric Bieniemy? Seems a lot of people would, would probably want that. Is that something you want to look at? Um, got a lot of calls yesterday about do we go offensive minded? We already have the defense sort of in place. I mean, it would be awkward if you don't give it to Dennis Allen. You hire somebody else, especially if it's a defensive minded guy. That's kind of my thing with Flores. It has nothing to do with him personally or anything else. It's just you kind of already have a defensive-minded guy here that has a connection with the players already that play hard for him. I, what, what, what would he bring that Dennis doesn't bring that you already have right now from that aspect? I, I guess that's how I look at it, um, which is why I'm more receptive to if it would be a Peterson or an offensive guy because you do have your defense sort of in place already, right? Um, something else that Nick tweeted that was interesting, especially if you were listening before the show, and I've said this before, look, I being ugly, people get paid, congratulations to him. 
sometimes what the national media says, I, I just it's unfound and I don't get it. But sometimes they're right. I don't know. Bart Scott was saying that he doesn't think the Saints are a good you know, job because so many veterans like Michael Thomas, they're they're looking as in the Saints would be looking to move them and shift them. That's just dumb. I that that's just dumb. That's not where they are. Okay, um, Saints are still all in. Saints have a good roster. Again, I will make the case and argument. You tell me why the Saints can't win the division next year. And I don't know who their quarterback or coach is. But I can argue that. I'll give you reasons on today's show. I'll do that as well. But Nick tweeted, and it's part of his uh, his latest column, if you're a subscriber. It says, count Michael Thomas in for the upcoming season. Again, as I said, if you bring that guy back, you have Alvin Kamara. The, line, it's just the, the rule of odds is what I keep saying. The rule of odds that you're not going to lose your starting quarterback. The rule of odds, because again, COVID's been cured by the NFL apparently in the playoffs. Not a single player has tested positive. Meanwhile, in the city of New Orleans, more mandates. I mean, it is crazy. Maybe we just play playoff football and we wouldn't have more mandates in the city of New Orleans. Can't take Carver without vaccinations to a Pelicans game. But not a single player has tested positive during the NFL playoffs. So it is what it is. Let's talk to Sean Fazan from Fox 8 next. Get his thoughts as to where the Saints could go with the head coaching situation. It's the score hangover. And you're home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Welcome back. We've missed you. We know it's been tough. Because rebuilding your business isn't for the faint of heart. Your business needs a jump start. And we're here to help. Introducing Surge, symmetrical speed fiber internet from Etel Business. Revved up data speeds at 30% off, plus three months free. We're glad you're back. And we're here to make your business surge. Etel Business. Offer valid on three-year contract for two or more business services. For more than two decades, Reed's Metals has been providing metal roofing, steel buildings, and all the accessories for customers to buy direct and save. Reed's Metals specializes in on-job, sight-standing seam in over 20 colors, plus 26 and 29 gauge AZ-50 and AZ-55 Gavalume, backed by a 45-year written paint warranty and a 25-year warranty on acrylic-coated Gavalume. Buy direct and save Reed's Metals, located at 19 East Lincoln Drive, Northeast Brookhaven, or call 601-823-6516, online at reedsmetals.com. When you're shopping at Rouse's Markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery, it smells so good. That warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough is Rouse's Markets King Cake Dough. Rouse's Markets makes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets King Cake in store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S. at Rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets feels like home. A new name, a new era. TGMC is now Terrebonne General Health System. This change reflects our transition to more of an all-around healthcare partner rather than just a healthcare provider. With new facilities, new innovations, and new ways to help you, we've done more than change our name. We've changed our future. To see what's new at Terrebonne General Health System, visit TGHealthSystem.com. 106 miles from Chicago. We've got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Yeah, he's very impressive, and, and we had, uh, um, yeah, we had a, we had a great interview, and um, it went well. Saints General Manager Mickey Loomis yesterday, when asked about how the interview with Brian Flores went, we bring in Mr. Sean Fazan. He's been out in Mobile uh, covering the Senior Bowl and the very latest with the Saints. Sean, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us today. How are you? Doing good. How are you? Good man. Uh love the the package yesterday when you, you did your stand up right there behind the mobile battleship over there. It was windy, even Juan mentioned it was windy a bit. How's the weather over there? Is it much like it is over here? Yeah, well I'm actually back in New Orleans now. Okay. But yes, it was very it was kind of rainy, windy, kind of one of those the first day I was there Tuesday, it felt nice. I mean, mm-hmm. really nice. Sun was out, a good practice, but uh yesterday it was quite quite, quite it was kind of a steady mist all day and the wind was, was blowing and you know we went to that stand up there outside the battleship uh 
and it was really, really, really windy. <laughs> and the photographer, Ellen, was like, man, we picked a hell of a spot here just because uh, the wind had really picked up. But so it was a tough day. Uh, I wasn't able to even get to practice yesterday because of uh, the Mickey Loomis uh, availability that we had. Right. But uh, what I understand, uh, the elements played a role at practice as well. Yeah, no doubt. Looking at some of the videos and stuff posted today here, you know, misting and raining, and obviously yesterday as well is kind of the same issue. You mentioned Mickey. Um, I, look, I, you're only going to get so much out of Mickey. That That's with Sean here, and that's with the team stable or unstable. But were you able at all to kind of get a read or a feel on this aspect? I kind of feel like maybe Mickey was surprised by Sean's decision. It, it, I don't know, man, if I'm, I'm reading into that, Sean, because he still says he can't talk about, you know, Sean's time here. Just it, it seems almost like he got taken aback by the fact that he actually walked away. Maybe. Um, I, 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 it is a little weird that, I mean, even now, uh, you know, what, we've been a week, a week and a half since yeah. – uh, and Sean Payton has decided to, to, to walk away and, you know, did the big press conference. And he still can't process what how he wants to say, you know, what it's like or what, what their time together was or whatever the case may be. It is a little weird. I, I guess that's, that's, that's only something he can really process. And I guess that's all about his timetable. But um, maybe there was a part of him that always felt like the, the competitive juices would uh, would overtake Sean Payton and, and despite his, uh, his perhaps uh, – it's to maybe walk away that that would take over and he would come back because he's too competitive of a guy. Maybe, or maybe they're going through these steps now. And I even asked him about this yesterday, all these prominent steps that the last 16 years, you had such a dominant force uh, along with you. And now that huge force uh, is now gone and you're trying to <laughs> kind of navigate through this without, you know, such, such a heavy part of the process or a heavy person involved in the process. And maybe it's just a little weird, I do think, you know, they're doing their best to methodically get through this coaching search, but um, it is a little weird that he still hasn't been able to, uh, you know, say what he wants to say about the, the tenure with Sean Payton. Sean, he said it was a collaborative process uh, on the decision on coach. Who has the final say? Is it Mickey? Is it is Lausha involved in this? Is, um, you know, Ireland involved? Is, is it Mrs. Benson that eventually is going to make the call? They're bringing the recommendation. Who do you think eventually says, that's our guy? Mickey, uh, I think it's Mickey. Um, with the collaborations of everyone else and how they feel, you know, each each you know uh, respective uh, department giving you know their input on what that coach would would you know how that coach would influence what they do on a daily basis. And I, I would say that obviously Mrs. Benson would have the right to to, to veto any any sure. decision based on what she felt like. But from a purely football standpoint, it, it would be Mickey. Um, just like it was when he hired uh, Sean Payton when Mr. Benson was still alive. Um, so I, I think it would be, unless it was a, a candidate that was an absolute no-go for Mrs. Benson, she would have to step in. Uh, this is going to be a Mickey call. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, he's going to be the one that basically is going to have the either uh, get praised or criticized for, for the hire based on how that you know coach ends up. So, yeah, I think ultimately it falls on Mickey. Follow Sean over on Twitter, Sean Fazan, Fox 8. Sean, I, I, I got to imagine you go into this coaching, coaching search based on how you feel about your team. I was just listening to Bart Scott before me, man, and he's he's convinced that the team's going to try to get rid of Michael Thomas and all these other guys. With Brady retiring, Sean, I'm ready to say the Saints can win the division next year, and I don't know who the quarterback or head coach is. I just think they're that talented. So let's just start with this. Does Mickey Loomis think that this team is still in play to win big and not in a rebuild mode? Yes, yes, and yes, and I – I'd pump the brakes on the Michael Thomas trade talk um, just based off what I've been able to gather. Um, yes. I mean, for those reasons you just said, if, if this were, he wouldn't be out in front touting the, we have a great culture in place. It's not a, we're not tearing this down. We're in a different spot than we were 16 years ago. They have not bottomed out. I mean, they were a, a, what a, a, an overtime interception away from making the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and look, you can go with an average record of nine and eight and look at it glass half full, glass half empty. I don't, I don't see the point of going glass half empty when you're that close. So uh, it's, I certainly get an optimistic tone that they could perhaps uh, get themselves back into the conversation of winning division, right. um, back in the postseason. Now, championship being being the team that plays next Sunday, I, I, I still think there are a few pieces that they have to get right to be in that conversation. 
Mm-hmm. But I don't think, given what you said about the NFC South, you win your division in playoffs and you're holding right. the game. So I think that's very attainable. Um, but there is the reality of, you know, there are some guys that are getting older. Um, they do have some cap issues, and he was very realistic about his cap issues. I mean, it's not going to be easy, but he always manages to find a way. And um, you still got to play it out, and you still got to get this head coaching hire right. And head coaching hire, then plan for quarterback, which those two are kind of intertwined. So, there's still a lot of factors that play. It's not a slam dunk. You just walk into 9-18 and next season, and you're going to automatically get that. I mean, there's a strong chance you can, but there's no guarantee. We all know you have to play this thing out. So I think it's a pretty realistic yet optimistic tone from the organization, which is, generally speaking, uh, how Mickey Loomis always operates. Speaking with Sean Fazan from Fox 8. Sean, so we know that they've interviewed Doug Peterson, Brian Flores, Dennis Allen, Darren Rizzi are next. Um also, Aaron Glenn and Nick Underhill of New Orleans at football saying this is probably another candidate as well that they'd like to get into. What does that just tell you by hearing the names as to where they're thinking? Yeah, um, those names all have a couple of things. One, um, either been a former head coach or two, they have uh, knowledge of the Saints kind of way of doing things. So I, I, I think I think that's kind of where um, – you know that 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 would be just that that's what jumps out about those candidates right there. Um, so does that tell you where where they're going in the search? I mean, how many more candidates are going to interview? I mean, they said yesterday there were three more candidates. We know it was Dennis Allen, Darren Rizzi, and an unnamed candidate that they have yet to uh, been able to, I guess, schedule. You know, make it work, um, which is you know entirely reasonable considering logistics and interview season. But that to me is is probably uh, what stood out. And again, it goes back to the theme of. This is not a. This is not 2006. Uh, you have a, a a strong foundation laid. You have strong leaders, and as he said, he thinks they're a destination kind of spot for players right. and coaches or a desirable location. So I, I think it's it's a pretty. It's not a. They didn't interview you know 20 guys. It, it looks like it's going to end up being six. Um, and I think he's, I, I think I get the impression that Mickey is pretty clear with what he wants, and uh, it's just a matter of. Uh, finding the person that best aligns with what he wants. Let's say, um, I don't know, your, your favorite dinner place in the city. I got a gift card for you, 100 bucks. You know, we'll start you out there. And it's yours if you correctly name the head coach. Who would you give me a name in, in a chance to win that $100 gift card? You already know. <laughs> Dennis Allen. I, I just think it's going to be Dennis Allen. Um, has head coaching experience, although very brief. But um, the strong knowledge of the Saints culture and the, and the organization is a recent path of success. Huge reason for that success. Well-liked by both management and players. Key, and players. Mm-hmm. And a very good in-game strategist. Uh, or, you know, in-game schemes, that sort of thing. So, um, to me, yes, I would handicap it at, at, at Dennis Allen at this point. Saw a video this week of Jameis Winston throwing on a field, talking to some young receivers, giving him some tidbits, and he's making the throws. He's wearing a Saints shirt, Sean. The more I think about this, especially with where this team is, I I know the Russ Wilson, Aaron Rodgers thing, that was more realistic if Sean Payne was here. Right, Sean? And not, I don't know if that is going to be or not. And and just the more I circle around and I throw names and I look at the quarterbacks in this draft, Man, it just keeps coming back to Jameis Winston. If if Mickey Loomis pulled you aside yesterday at Mobile and said, what would you do? What would you suggest to him do at quarterback? I would start I would start with a blank slate and then just start working each candidate candidate, each quarterback or each scenario out. I just I don't I don't get the impression right now that they are set with what they want to do at quarterback yet. I still think they're very much in the the, the fact-finding phase or the mm-hmm. or the kind of the, the, the planning phase of how they want to attack the offseason. And, and to be fair, can you really go all in with the quarterback plan before you have a head coach? Right. You can't. So you need the head coach, but the head coach is going to want to know they're playing a quarterback, so they're, they're really <laughs> it's intertwined. It's, 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 that, that's, those two are married together, head coach and quarterback, and we saw 15 years, the greatest head coach-quarterback combination perhaps ever. So I think Jameis Winston's in the mix. Um, I think free agency, whoever 
ends up being a, a quote-unquote free agent would be in the mix. I think trades are a possibility. I know things are going out there. I know uh, it's it, it, Kirk Cousins one perhaps that could be on the Derek Carr maybe. I mean, that, those are just names off the top of my head. Don't quote sure. me on that. But just those are names. And I, Gus, I think unless you land a a guarantee guy that you know you can commit to for a few years and you truly believe he's your championship quarterback, if you bring another guy on a one-year deal, bridge deal, I think the likelihood of drafting a player high becomes into play. Um, that's just my opinion because you have to get that position right. We know that. The playoffs have taught us that year yeah. in and year out. But you also have to give yourself enough chances to get that right. So if that means Jameis Winston on a one-year deal, plus you draft the first-round pick, you let these guys battle it out, and you know if Jameis shines and he's the guy, so be it. Maybe you sign him longer. Whatever the case may be, right? Um, I truly believe they're going to give themselves as many options as possible at that position because they got to get that right. Yeah, no doubt. You've seen the difference Joe Burrow's made, man. It's unbelievable. Two wins two years ago. They're in the Super Bowl, and he has a very big aspect of it with the swagger and confidence. What a reason I kind of like Matt Corral. I don't know. Um, I know you took a quick peek at it, and it's, it's the senior bowlers. Does any of those quarterbacks stand out to you as a guy that you'd like to see? I know Corral's an underclassman, so he's not there. And what are your thoughts about Corral? Well, okay, there, there were two things. And man, I really wish I could have seen the first because I'm hearing all these reports about how great he did. I just, I just didn't see it. So I can't really uh, comment on, uh, sure. on on his play. Um, the, the two things, the, the was it, is it American and National that the two teams are separated? I'm not sure. But the one team that was coached by uh, Jets, their quarterbacks are all 6'3 and over. The quarterback And the quarterbacks coached by Dan Campbell, the Lions, were all, if they were six feet, they were barely uh, uh, six feet. The only practice I saw was the very first practice, and that was with um, Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, uh, and uh, Carson Strong. So okay. I like Pickett. Uh, I think he's a guy that's steady, uh, played a lot of football, uh, definitely improved in the sport to his fifth year at uh, at Pittsburgh. So I, I like them. Um, again, I, I'll go by the reports because a lot of different opinions all seem to, a lot of different people all seem to have the same opinion about Malik Willis uh, with, out of, uh, was it Liberty? And then yep. Sam Howell, early in that practice, I was able to witness the, the second practice. It was very early. It was just in the seven on seven. So we got a decent, uh, strong arm, a little stronger than I thought. So um, I'll be very curious to see how they end up grading these quarterbacks. And we know this, they're going to rise. Even if it's a quote unquote weak class, it's sure. a quarterback position. You have to have one. They're going to rise. But the only player, I'll just leave it this non quarterback uh, that I saw. Uh, was the tight end out of Colorado State? Was it that Trey? Uh, gosh, I can't think of his last name, but he was—he had a nice practice at the practice I saw as well. So um, those would be kind of my my early impressions of the Super Bowl okay. practice. Just quickly, in about ten fifteen seconds here, I know I'm keeping you a little bit longer. Um, if they go defensive side, whether it's Dennis Allen, Brian Flores, something like that, do you elevate Pete Carmichael's offensive coordinator, or will they look for an offensive coordinator outside? I, I think if you're going the Dennis Allen route, you're going with the continuity theme. And I think that means Pete Carmichael, you're now calling plays every week, no question. Unlike, it was kind of a back and forth with me and Sean Payton with, mm-hmm. who was calling plays that each week with games. It felt like at times Payton would give it to Carmichael, at times he wanted it back. And, it, you know, it was, you never really got the full scope there. So if you're going with the continuity theme, I say absolutely Pete Carmichael is your play caller. He, his resume and, certainly uh, warrants that. Um, if you bring in somebody from the outside, Gus, you're talking about a whole new coaching staff. So that's a, that's another factor to consider. And I think you'd have new defensive coordinator, new offensive coordinator, special teams coordinator, all of them, if uh, you brought in somebody from the outside. Yeah. There you go. Sean Fazan, Fox 8. Appreciate the work, man. Always enjoy it. At Sean Fazan, Fox 8. the way to follow on Twitter. Stay dry because it is pouring outside right now, man. All right, bud. Appreciate Take it. care, bud. Appreciate it. Quick break, yeah. Seriously, if you're driving around, please be careful and take your time here. It is puddling quickly out there. Flash flood watches are popping up on my laptop left and right. North Shore as well as the South Shore. It's going to be like this throughout the evening. Then it's dropping overnight. It's going to be high in the 30s tomorrow. And uh, the rain will be gone. So just give yourself a little extra time. We'll try to entertain you in the meantime. Hey, what did you think of what Sean just said? Saints fans, give me a call. 800-998-1003. It's your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Get in zone, auto zone. Welcome to AutoZone. 
what are you working on today? Ready for an oil change? We can help get the right protection at the right price. Right now, you can get five quarts of Valvoline Daily Protection or Valvoline Max Life High Mileage Motor Oil with an STP oil filter for just $28.99. Visit one of our 6,000 stores or order from AutoZone.com for same-day store pickup or next-day delivery. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Are you sick of your dead-end job? Do you crave a career with a better work-life balance, better lifestyle, or maybe you'd like to work from home? It's a new year. Time for a new career in IT. At My Computer Career, you could start your career in months, not years. Attend classes day or night, live online. And we've rolled back tuition to help meet the demand for IT workers. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. February is American Heart Month. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, heart disease is a leading cause of death for men and women in the United States. High blood pressure, high cholesterol, smoking, diabetes, obesity, and lack of exercise can increase your risk of developing heart disease. Your age, gender, and family history of heart disease also play a role. Coronary artery disease, or CAD, is the most common form of heart disease and a major cause of heart attack. CAD occurs when plaque builds up along the walls of the heart's arteries, causing them to narrow and limit blood flow. Your doctor can screen you for heart disease using calcium scoring with cardiac CT, which can identify the presence, location, and extent of plaque buildup. Ask your doctor if you're at risk for coronary artery disease and find out if cardiac screening is right for you. For more information, visit radiologyinfo.org. That's radiologyinfo.org. This health reminder is from the Radiological Society of North America. Oh, big talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN1003.com. At ESPN Radio NOLA is our Twitter handle. Thursday's question of the day, the QOD. With Sean Payton stepping down, does your view at the quarterback position change? You understand what I mean by that? Like, again, if Sean was here, you probably would try for Rodgers, Wilson, even Card, some of these other guys in trades. As the other thing, though, as I brought up, if I'm the Vikings, why am I getting rid of Cousins if, if, if I think I can move better? Look, we said this during the season. John, give me 30 seconds to set this up and I'll come to you. There's a lot of teams during the season that seem like they're, they're ready to move on. The 49ers are ready to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. He's in a trade. The Bucks, the Steelers, Broncos seem to be teams that reportedly are interested in the 49ers per Garoppolo's people have started with his camp to start looking for a trade. So he's gone. He's a starter from last year. The Broncos are looking for a new starter. Those two quarterbacks that played there, I've heard some Saints fans say, well, bring back Teddy. The Panthers and Broncos grabbed Teddy, wanting him to being their starter. He lasted a year. Why do you want Teddy? That's all I'm saying. Um, but they're looking. The Panthers aren't in love with Darnold, but they got to find something better. You get what I'm getting at? The, the Raiders, it was tied throughout the week towards the end of the season. This could be the final home game for Derek Carr. Why would they get rid of Carr? But they think they can do better. Wentz with the Colts. They, they want to see if they can do better. There's a lot of teams that think they can do that. Well, are any of those guys what you want? Again, if a team grabs a guy to be their starter and then they're ready to move on from them a year to win, is that what you want? So that's, that's why I keep coming back to Winston. Along the lines of what Sean's saying. Hey man, here's a year two deal. Let's see if it works or not. And yes, I look at the draft this year. Look at the draft next year. See what I like. I like Matt Corral if I'm going draft quarterback prospect. Um, but that's, so I do think it changes though. The fact that Sean Payton's not here. You might have gone the route and tried to trade for a car, a veteran QB, sort of like the Rams did with Stafford, if Sean is here. Not having Sean here, I don't know if, let's say they hired Dennis Allen, Pete Carmichael has that clout, that trust, that a Russell Wilson says, now the Saints are my destination. The Saints were a destination because of Sean Payton, period. 
So I do think your view on how you're going to go about quarterback has changed. You heard Mickey say it. Well, it's dependent on who the coach is. You wouldn't have said that with Sean Payton. John, what you got for us today, buddy? Hey, how you doing? Uh, you just said what I was going to say. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, you can, no, you can no, add to I, it, though. I, I add to it. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no. understand, though. The, the uh, issue is, I, and I, I, I was telling a friend uh, this yesterday or uh, day before about that Rooney rule. I mean, I can understand that if the Saints or, or, or any team would just say, you know, fired your coach, you're starting over, okay, you, it, it should be open to everybody, in everybody. But in a situation like this where you coach after 16, 17 years, something retired, and the team is not a bad team, why would you go out and get a new coach to come in here and coach? Why would you pick somebody off that staff so they can keep that going? The system they were running with uh, Sean Payton, those guys know that system. What was wrong with it? John, it's kind of what I've been touching on the last several days, and especially since the announcement, right? Where yeah. if I'm looking at it, each of these jobs that have been open, right, they, they, they have their own inherent problems, or there's a reason there's an opening, right? You look at the Raiders, yeah. obviously Gruden was let go, so they have to fire some, I mean, they have to find somebody. They're a team that was in the playoffs. Josh McDaniels makes sense, especially again, you have Derek Carr who, some reason it's, you know, can he be that next level? Well, you're bringing in a guy in Josh to, to do that for a reason. That's why he's hired there, right? So that makes sense. The Giants, yep. they're a disaster. Yep. They, they, they need identity. They have a young quarterback and, you know, a, a guy that uh, there's some people that believe in, maybe not. You apparently may or may not have a really good running back in Saquon Barkley. The health thing's an issue, but they, they need a identity. Who are they? So that's a different coach than what you get. Exactly. So look, go and get Dable part of the rebuild. And now you see with Buffalo, they're a, strong team, right? So that makes sense. The Broncos, they're another disaster. But, you know, the thing is, they have had quarterback issues. They have a strong defense, lots of young players, young receivers. What did they go get? The Packers offensive coordinator. Okay, that makes sense. The Bears, again, no identity. I mean, what what are they? They have some defensive players, but that thing's kind of been a mess over there. So they go get a general manager who used to be a bear, who's you know went on this week and said, we're going to take hold of this division and never let it go. We're winning the division for the next 15 years. And then they go get a, a head coach that's a defensive-minded coach. Again, so like the Saints, makes sense. I don't put that much pressure on fields by bringing an offensive guy to try to score and win. Hey, manage the game. We're going to win with defense. That's what that's what I gathered. Makes sense. Go. So now there look at go. the Saints job, which is different to me than the Jags. The Jags literally are starting from the ground up. What is your identity? How do you help this poor quarterback in Trevor Lawrence? All of that stuff. That That's a different job. Vikings, maybe the message just got stale with Mike Zimmer. But they have some really nice pieces, man. I mean, they, they, they're not that far removed from a playoff team. So, again, maybe a veteran guy there or maybe something to help your offense, which is what they apparently went and did and got Kevin O'Connell, who got coffee for Sean McVay with the Rams. He's the Rams offensive coordinator. Dolphins, good defense, need some, you know, offensive help there. So maybe they go offensive. Uh, looking at it, Texans, man, I don't know. I don't know what you got there. You know, what are you doing with there you go. Deshaun Watson? That ownership group seems like a Mickey Mouse operation. I, I, you know, do you even want that job if you're a head coach? So then you look at the Saints. To your point, John, you have captains everywhere. You have pro bowlers, yep. perhaps even all pros. Nick Underhill yep. and Sean Fazan agreeing that Michael Thomas is he's in for next year. And again, I've been saying this, John. It makes sense for both parties. If you don't want to be here, fine. But there's no value for you right now. You know, how many teams are going to give up what, you know, anything if we and if a team does want you, they don't know if you're healthy or not. I mean, the Rams made that play for Edel Beckham Jr. because they thought he could help them, right? They trusted him, and he had some baggage reportedly in Cleveland, but he played well, well, some. So Michael Mike, Thomas has got to get on the on the field. Yep, 
I don't feel he hasn't played much the last what year and a half. Dude, I it'll mean, be three years. Cut him. What, yeah, yeah. What, it'll be three years removed. Him, after things cut him, who's gonna pay him nineteen million dollars a year? Yeah. I well, like I said, Nobody. it'll be three years removed from when he broke records. Okay, so he had the record-breaking season. Then he had the injury-riddled season. Then he had the lost yep. season this past year. So yep. next year will be three years removed from when he broke the right. It just makes sense. So you bring him back. Yeah. You got yeah. Kamara. I know the Armstead thing. What do I do? Okay, I got it. Well, I got a very good right tackle in Ramchek. Got a little cleanup on the knee procedure, but he'll be fine. I can move him either to the left. Yep. Can do some things. I still have a decent line. Hopefully the Matador plays better in Andres Pete next year. Hopefully Cesar Reeves gets his act together and plays better this year, but it's still not a terrible offensive line, right? So, no, it's not. and then you no. got the defense, man. That, that's set kind of in place. You got corner set. You got to make a decision at safety. Your linebacking room has depth. We still haven't seen Peyton Buckshot Turner. I don't know why, I don't know why these people think the Saints can't win next year, John. I hear the music, man. I have to hit the break. Thanks for the phone call, bud. I appreciate okay. it. Join uh, the intern next on ESPN New Orleans. The new year is here at Greg LeBlanc Toyota, and we're celebrating. Check out the fresh new inventory arriving daily, plus great deals now at Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa. Check out the all-new, redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra. Greg LeBlanc Toyota has given top dollar for your trade. We want your trade-in. Or check the inventory online Online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These super savings won't last long. Greg's got the deals. South Hollywood Road, Homa. Shop now. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't... Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation. Feel free to do so. We'll put you in. Even though we bring in Jordan to the conversation, we can still take your phone calls. Jordan, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing well. I mean, the weather's not beautiful. No, but, it's not. Hey, no, it's not. <laughs> gotta stay in a good mood. Positive. Be positive. Uh huh. Uptown ruler on hold. We'll come to him in a quick second. Jordan, go ahead. Again, the question of the day is, sir. Yeah, with Sean Payton stepping down, does your view at the quarterback position change? Does it? Yes, it does change. Uh, we were talking about this before the show. Mm-hmm. I think it changes because, like you've probably mentioned already, uh, you have Russell Wilson and Rodgers. And before you had Tom Brady, obviously he's retired now. But right. those are, you know, two guys that two, – two of those guys are still in the league. Um, and the only real reason why they would have came here to the city of New Orleans is because of Sean Payton. And now that he's gone, I don't see a real path for, you know, any coach to be hired here where they – 
they would, you know, really come here because of a, a certain coach. Right. Not known as offensive masterminds or things. And it's just why, why I, I sort of think of that aspect of it, which is why I said, I, I, I think it does change. Um, and it, it puts into play. What about what Sean Fazan said there? And then we'll go to Uptown Reeler and Ken in this segment. What about what Sean said? What about bringing in a bridge quarterback, but be aggressive or maybe take a quarterback if you feel is somebody you want to develop or just keep doing it over the next couple of years and try to find one that eventually hits? I, I mean, I feel like we've this past year has kind of been a bridge quarterback year, hasn't it, Gus? I mean, you you got went and got Jameis Winston. Uh, you knew he was only going to be here for one year, um, but at the same time, even when Drew Brees was here, we were having this discussion: who's, who's your, you're going to be your your bridge quarterback? We all thought it was going to be Teddy Bridgewater. Then right. he got paid, you know, um, everything from you know basically to the moon and. You know where his career ended up. Now he's with the Broncos, and he's even looking for um, his next job opportunity. But going back to the Saints, hey, who is who is that bridge quarterback? I, I feel like that we're already in that process. Okay, um, that that Sean was kind of saying. So, hey, it could be multiple quarterbacks that are that that bridge to your you know your future quarterback. Yeah. Um, let's bring in Uptown Ruler. Ken, you on the on-deck circle. How are you, man? You on with Gus and Jordan. What's up, Uptown Ruler? I'm great. I hope you all masked up, Gus. And got your vaccination. I hope you got all that done. Masked up uh, and vaccinated. What I come to... <laughs> okay. Uh, let me uh, say this. First, you got to change the receiver core. Okay? The receiver core that we got. People dropping the ball. You know you're going to get hit. So hold on to the ball. You got to change the receiving core. Then you, I mean, you got, you got to get a quarterback first, but you got to change your receiving core too. Okay. Because nobody's not going to play with the same receiving core, dropping the balls and, and, and not catching them. Well, and, and again, you know, that's and, why, and again, that's why I've been saying if Michael Thomas comes back and he's healthy, he's going to help everybody else. Remember, Two games. Okay, but while Taysom but, Hill filled in for Reed last year, Thomas, he had eleven receptions. So if he comes okay, but, in, all of a sudden, Michael Thomas is go ahead is one receiver. He's one receiver. I understand. You but, need but here, here two other receivers there. Not disagreeing with you, which is why I think this draft has a lot of different receivers. And Daniels this week earlier said, when you look at free agency, there'll be some available as well. And now all of a sudden, Marquez Callaway, Deontay Harris. They're nice three, four receivers. They're package receivers. They're guys that help you when you have multiple receiver sets. You understand what I'm getting at? Yeah. That's why it's important to have Michael Thomas back. Michael Thomas comes back. Okay, but my guys that play. But do this you change? Year, go ahead. But do you change the receiver? Do you get do you get rid of Marcus Callaway, or you get rid of Harris? I mean, you're going to have to get some receivers. I don't get rid of either or. I get rid of Traquan Smith. Traquan Smith. Okay, well, you still need another receiver to take his place that's going to hold on to the ball. I just told you. I mean, you got to to have this frustration. I mean, you got to end this frustration (laughs) that's with the fans. You got to end this frustration that's going on. You're you're getting one back, uh, Uptown Ruler. You're getting one back in Michael Thomas. You go find one in free agency or in the draft, and then – you you have at least two or three guys I think in here that can be your three or four receiver. Does that make sense? Oh, that does make sense. Now, what you're going to do about the defense? You got to keep the defense in core. I mean, in, in line. Well, you, you have most the of them signed back. You, got. you have most of them signed back. Quan Alexander, you need to decide what you're doing with him because he's a free agent. Marcus Williams, who you uh, franchise tag. Those are your two biggest ones. I mean, PJ Williams and others aren't massive pressing needs. You might be able to find replacements for them if you can't re-sign them. But those are your two biggest questions. You have depth at linebacker if Quan's asking price is too much for you. I know they really like Marcus Williams. They didn't make it work last year. Maybe it's because of the salary cap situation that they had and it had gone down to 182. This year it's going to be north of two. So maybe you sign him back and, and you're fine. So for the most part, there really aren't that many question marks in defense, which is why I don't see why this team can't win the division next year. Okay, now what about the running back? You keep you keep the same running backs, or you go after a a free agent running back? 
the running back situation, obviously, aside from Alvin Kamara, is something that you will look at. Yeah, because you see, you, I mean, you got to have a backup for Alvin Kamara. No, I agree, but that that's like gotta, tier four, five, or six that I'm worried about. I mean, the O line, my quarterback, um, things of that nature. That, that all goes. You can always find. Look, you look at Tony Jones Jr. last year. Came in and you found a guy that you thought can give you a little bit something. You made a move for Mark Ingram. Um, injuries kind of kept him from playing towards the end of last year, and then you had a pff, offensive line. So. I, I, they will find somebody to take the load off Alvin Kamara. You know what else takes a load off Alvin Kamara? Having receivers that catch what? the ball and a tight end that catches the ball. You know what I'm saying? Uptown. And not, on, not only that, not only that, a good defense will take, will take the, will put the, uh, will, uh, will help you out too. No doubt. Thank you for the phone call, man. I want to get to Ken before the top All of the right. hour. Appreciate it. Ken, what you got for me today, buddy? Hello, Ken. Maintaining the coaching staff because they bring continuity to the to the program, but it's the players that bring that continuity to the program. Uh, if we got rid of every defensive coach we got on the on the on the on the team right now, that does not negate us from having a strong defense next year or even having a better defense next year. So. I don't know this tie-in where we've got to keep this group of coaches together. We may need to keep the group of players together, but it doesn't mean we need to keep all the coaches together. So I don't understand that narrative that that's the, the key. You know, we need to hire the best possible coach that we can find, period. Regardless if he's on the staff or if he's not on the staff. The players are the players. We need to upgrade a receiver. We need to do something assistance in our offensive line. Those are our actual needs. Even if Coach Payton was still here, we needed to do the same thing. So nothing really changed. Now, we right. are not a, a quarterback-friendly organization now because Sean Payton is not here. Sean Payton was the pull. We don't have a pull. There's no one loving the New Orleans Saints offensive uh, offensive schemes because Peyton is not here. No one cares about who his assistant coaches were. Those guys have no pull. They have no leverage. They have no, they have no history. And that's the most important thing. So, you know, we got to hire the defensive coordinator because he's been here. That's silly. It makes no sense. No, no, no. I, I think the, I think the, I think the reason, Ken, people are saying, right, Jordan, that you want to hire the defensive coordinator and Dennis Allen is because, yes, you do have continuity, but the continuity comes from Ken that he is familiar with and, more importantly, has gotten a lot out of what right now is the strongest part of your team. The strongest part of the Saints right now me? is the defense. So, so what you're saying is yeah. – I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, that's fine. What you're saying is that – other defensive coaches that would come into this organization would not have the ability to look at Sim, evaluate our defense, and make intelligent decisions okay, how I'm to not, make that defense. Ken, I'm not saying that they wouldn't be able to. I'm not saying that Flores or another defensive coordinator couldn't come anybody, in and do the same anybody. thing. Here's what I'm asking you, though. Right. Why would you? Well, you're trying to get the best coach that you can for okay. your team. All right. So, I mean, well, okay, but here's what I'm saying. If you're going to go the defensive route, why, yeah. why, why wouldn't you see if he is that? Because since he's been here, the defense has improved. The defense has become the yeah. team's identity. They love to play for him. Yeah. So what, so yeah. I, so are we just changing for change sake? That's what I'm getting at. I, I guess what I'm getting at is if you already have that side of the football operating at a high level, no, we're not they changing, respect him. We're not changing for, go ahead. We're not changing for change sake, just like we are not changing because of past history. We're changing because we want to get better, and because a but okay, but the Saints, is here. The Saints defense shut out Tom Brady other... and the Bucks. Like what? What, what are you getting? Be- like I, I guess what I'm saying is, somebody would really have to come in and show me 
Like, why would that sort of be better if you're a defensive-minded guy? Does that make sense? I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, Ken, and try to go get yeah, the best possible saying. guy. I'm just saying, if you already have in place... But I'm talking about as a head coach now. I'm right. talking about the head coach. Right. I'm talking well, about the defensive coordinator. Okay, well, he's had, he's been a head coach. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Bill Belichick so got fired from two NFL teams. Huh? Yeah, okay, exactly. Exactly. He found his... On right, so maybe so, it's just here. Uh, it I, I, I got I got music, but I gotta go. Top of the hour, Jordan. We'll chat with you in a quick second. Leah, see you on hold here as well. So sports hangover in ESPN New Orleans. Individual rates, coverage, offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Not available in all areas. If you're a small business owner, listen up. Pi Insurance wants to give you one of those aha moments, the kind that could save you money. Workers' comp is probably one of the biggest costs you face. But did you know that insurance providers have flexibility in setting their prices? That's right. But many don't bother giving small businesses the savings you deserve. Instead, you can get lumped in with other businesses and overcharged. Pi Insurance was created to change that. With Pi, you get a quote tailored specifically to your business, and you could save up to 30% with no hassle and no hidden fees. And with helpful representatives just a call away, it's easy to understand why Pi is rated excellent by customers on Trustpilot. Take three minutes to see how much you could save with Pi Insurance. Ask your agent for Pi or go to saveonpi.com. That's saveonpie.com. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Jacksonville Jaguars owner Shad Khan said he will not make a hasty decision. Nor will he be swayed by emotion when it comes to Coach Urban Meyer. He's gone. He's fired a number of coaches along the way since he became the owner. So right now, I'm saying on record, Urban Meyer will be fired Mm. at the end of the year. GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. 